Hello and welcome to another episode of The Real Film Shady with me, Katrina. And me, Martin. How are we? Not bad. Not How bad. are you? I'm kind of trying to get back used to like, socialising again. A lot. Ah, it's tiring actually. All this uh, socialising. You've kind of lost your touch with it. I, I have. Yeah. No, like being serious, like I, we were talking about it earlier on and I remember before COVID, there was like barely a night where we were actually in the house. We were off doing X, Y and Z and you managed to fit it all in and you were absolutely fine doing it. See, now if I have like two things back to back, I'm good. I know, it's tired. It's actually it's got a Plus the fact you're getting older as well. Oh aye, and you're no spring chicken either. Mm. Aye. So anyway, this week you picked for us um, American Psycho. I did. Do you want to tell the lovely people what it's about? Well, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> I picked American Psycho because I remember watching it. Yeah. But I didn't remember much about it. No, I remember wait to see where we also watched it the other night. There was bits of it, I was like, I remember it. Mm-hmm. I thought I remembered really enjoying it. Uh-huh. Did you not like it? And then I watched it last night and I'm not too sure about it. Uh-huh. Like I like a lot of it, but I hate a lot of it. Okay. So it's going to be a, a long podcast? That's no, no, hopefully not. But um, it's basically this guy... 27 year old, works in an office somewhere in America, New Wall York. Street. Wall, Wall Street. Street, aye, Wall Street. That shows how much you pay attention. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but he's a bit of a loony. He's a lunatic. Aye, he's got a few quirks. And it's just him killing people, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But. Yeah. What? I, we're going to get into it, right? We we're going to get into it. That's the whole gist of it, yeah. I, What's that Because I don't want to be known as the person in the podcast that moans about every single film. I mean, and I feel that. like I'm turning into that person. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to say that, I'm not going to say anything about it. I, I remember. To be fair, we kind of, we, we chop and change. Aye, some of them you've just taken the lead. Aye, but then quite rightly so because of the god-awful films. But I feel like I was really mellow. Before all this, before we started this, you have you changed. And this podcast has changed. This. I, I feel like yeah, it has. It's raised my blood to, uh, pressure. Uh huh. Made you more opinionated. I know. I've got an opinion in everything. You now. do. Can you shut me up anymore? I, 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 I know. Trust me. I know. Yeah. Be quiet. Nice and peaceful. Not anymore. What was your initial thoughts on American Psycho, starring Christian Bale? Christian Bale. So I uh took a bit of kind of like. Like what? And then as soon as you were into it, like the first bit of was talking about yeah, it's him narrating and about like he's more than the team. Well see before all of that, I really liked the title sequence. Oh right, okay. Cause see it was like a drop of red coming down. Yeah, yeah. And when the red hit it was like Ah, uh, the music went and uh-huh. it timed it really well and it looked like it was dripping blood. Yeah. I really liked all that bit. And then you figure out it's like tomato sauce on a plate or something like yeah. that. Um, but I quite like. I thought that was quite yeah, yeah. serial killery. But then does that thriller kind of give you the insight that it might appear as one thing, but it's actually another? Oh, ah, that will come on to that. I see. How good was that, by the we'll way? Come on to that, but but um, yeah. I obviously we watched it a couple of times before. Once I've before. always seen it once before. Um, 
I really liked it. Um, I don't remember being left quite as confused after watching well, see, it. This is, I don't but like again, this. obviously, we'll, we'll get to it, like, obviously, the ending. But, yeah, I remember, like, watching it and kind of being like, that was a really, like, really good film. Now, it was a good film. But, like, I have to be watched it. The two of you just looked at each other like, what? I didn't get it. I think I've got it now. I, I think I've got it now as well, but it, it was a bit of a mindfuck, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, really strong cast, Aye, lots of people. I was like, oh! Oh, Christian that, Bale. That was the. Uh, is it Justin? Justin, I don't know how to say so. Thoreau. 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 Aye, Jared Leto, Reese Willerspoon. William Defoe. I don't know, Reese Willerspoon. Um, there was a lot of. Big. Big names, names. in it. Yeah, yeah. Big name. Most of them died. But it was yeah, pretty much. Big names. Big names. But, um, obviously, when you first see him, as you've mentioned, he's got that kind of Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, loads of money, money's no option, lads of cash, girls, drugs, booze, you name it, you've, you've got it. And you see that quite early on as well, because mm-hmm. when he's out with his wee pals, yep. and they're at the bar, yep. and he orders the drinks, yeah. and the bartender goes to like pour the drinks, and he's like, I want to kill you, I want to... Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, do this, do that. So you see quite how deranged he is mm-hmm. from the start. He's a pure creep. Aye, aye, well, not the nicest appeal you want to make. Um, you also get the sense of, again, see when he's kind of talking you through, um, like he's kind of morning routine, then mm-hmm. obviously he's like, This is what I do, and um, you know, use this shampoo and all this kind of stuff, right? From that, you get a sense that he likes to be in control. Yeah. And he likes to be clean, because you obviously get a thing. And then with that, you then obviously see the apartment. The apartment's uh, very minimal, um, very clean. Do you know what his morning routine made me figure out, though? I could be arsed. Well, I need to take a, I need to look after myself much better. I generally, like, see when I was going through it, I'm like, who's got time in the morning? I need to get up at, like, 4 o'clock. I mean, well, I wash myself with, like, 99p palm oil of soap. That's and, a job, didn't it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I'm lucky if I remember to use a bit of moisturiser on my face. I'm not too bad. Even after like shaving or whatever. I, I'll, I, like, I I'll go through. I will go through phases, but for me, it tends to be like the now anyway. You believe it or not, when we've had sun, so my face will get dry with the sun. Mm-hmm. A wee bit like or a wee bit, a wee bit red, just obviously with the the sun. But I'll put a wee bit on just obviously so it's not going to be quite as tight. But I find that again for us. Going into winter when you've got the wind chill, my skin just there's no saving it. It's just mm. dry then. So I'm like constantly just smiling moisturizer on me for like six months of the year. Well, that's essentially what he was doing every morning. I know. I do, but the result there was a lot of like high steps. Steps. Up. I just I'm sorry, but ah uh, like who's got time? Well, I mean, during, uh, lock, during lockdown, I ain't bother. I know, but if you're quite rich and well off and you're a person of importance, mm-hmm. then... Right, you kind of go and look, uh, look like this. Exactly. Right. Cool, thanks. Well, not like that, but like... <laughs> um, but I also, like, like you say, you kind of learned some, some beauty tips as well from it. So, you see him quite early on, and he's at this restaurant with a woman, and she's drugged. I think she's drugged. Oh, is that like the she... one that's actually like her, his... Reese Witherspoon's pal, that he's technically having an affair with. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So this woman's drugged and they're at this fancy restaurant. I think he thought, did he not tell her that it was going to be this? Oh, this one that you can't ever, you can never get into because it's yeah, so famous. But it turned out he just drugged her and told her it was that restaurant anyway. Yeah. Why does nobody round about realise that this woman's drugged? They probably do, but just don't care. I think that if I was to see a woman or anyone being drugged like that, I think I would stand up and act. I think I would do something. I don't know what I would do. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, but I feel like I would um, like to intervene. Yeah. Because she was slouched all over. Oh, she was, she was all over the place, which was fair. So, surely somebody around about, good Samaritan, being the citizen of the people and all that, mm-hmm. go and actually do something to help it. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, obviously he's there, like, you see him in his office, um, even his office is very... So he's still in this clean thing? Yeah, because they're also trying to make it a point that he's like... They call you Mrs Hinge. Well yeah, minimal, clean, cleanliness, everything's as it should be, everything's got a place, all that kind of stuff. So again, you're getting with that, like, he, he does like to be in control, likes to know he's always having music as well well do you know what I got no you've also spoke about the cleanliness and the cleaning and all that mm-hmm. all I could think about was if Jim Carrey was a nut job that would be him what? it reminded me of Jim Carrey like the way he was talking the way he was acting singing dancing doing all that sort of showboaty stuff in the background just before he kills people mm-hmm. I could see Jim Carrey doing that if he was like a nut job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kind of mannerisms. Aye, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I feel like that's who took his inspiration from. Could be. Um, it could be. I also didn't like, see, again, I get that it's his character that he was playing at the time, and obviously the time that the film was shot at. Mm-hmm. But see, when he was like starting to tell his. Um, Assistant, like, we're going to be addressed tomorrow. We're going to make sure that yeah. you get a blouse on tomorrow. You know, we're really. Wear high heels. Do not think you could be doing. I'm sorry. I, I know obviously things have changed, like, dramatically, thank God. But I couldn't. That actually, right. like, enraged me just that. It was like a wee two second scene. Enraged me. I'd actually just, like, mate, um, I would punch you. I think it's a sign of the times. No, I know, and I get that, and again, it, it kind of further backs up his character, that he likes to be in control, he likes to take, because again, you got that through with the kind of any interaction he had, especially with women. He liked to be in charge, he liked to tell them yeah. what to do, how, how they're going to be called, what they're supposed to be doing, what they should be wearing. I, that kind of like I also thing. think that it's probably to do with the whole... He was dressed smartly on Wall Street, he was wearing expensive clothes, can't touch suit, all that stuff. So the people that they, he then associates with mm. probably has to have a certain level as well. Yeah, but it wasn't as if she was dressed like a fucking homeless person. I, I, she, had, she had her own business wearing and that's what I'd wear when I'm in the office. 
at all. <laughs> was that? I was going to make a joke. Go. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Because say that I, for I, after. I know my place. Yeah. <laughs> Quite right. What would be your murder song? Oh. So obviously, you put on with a Huey Lewis mm-hmm. to start off with. Mm-hmm. And then he was like dancing away in the background just before he was going to kill him. And he started talking about music all the time. It was driving in the bed. Mm-hmm. But what would be your murder song? What would be if you were to kill me? What would be the song oh. he picked to drown at my screams? Um, it has to be a better. It really has to be a cracking song. Oh, I don't know. Um, it need to be. I think it need to be kind of like allowed. I. It need to be like an allowed-ish one. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'd probably go with something like Bat Out of Hell or... Oh, of course you would. No, like a really, like you say, a really loud, emphatic song. Aye. Bat, Bat Out of Hell, Meatloaf. Something like that. Aye. i maybe go for like... Danny California. Just... Red Hot Jelly Circles. Aye. I could feel you like... Like that, I, I could, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like you would kill me to the beat of that song. Aye, I could get into it. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you kind of get through the film that he likes to kind of impress people, but he also wants to fit in as well, I kind of picked up, I don't mm-hmm. know about you. And obviously he was trying to impress and like, oh, I'll be able to get you in there, money's no option. Yeah nice suits, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you also got that he felt as if he had to do that because of where he was working, that kind of high lifestyle that they all lived, he had to try and fit in. But then through like different conversations with different people, people kept getting mixed up with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So nobody actually really knew who he was. Yeah, that's right. So that, as soon as somebody was So like, that confused me. Because uh-huh. I didn't have a clue who was who. I didn't really know who was who. Uh-huh. I didn't know who he was supposed to be. And I didn't know who was pumping who either. I think they were all just pumping each other. Because, like you said, he was having an affair. He was bringing in escorts. Mm-hmm. He was bringing in escorts to have sex with his escorts. Mm-hmm. And I was just... There's a lot. I, I couldn't keep up with who was with each other. And I didn't really know like who all the other characters and who all the other cast Aye. were. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that kind of... I just couldn't keep up it. Mm-hmm. It's hard um, to keep a track of all these love triangles. I and know. Who's making babies with who? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you put me off my train of thought. Sorry, no, I it's got fine. it's because I brought up pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I obviously um. You were saying about how people don't really realise his identity. So. He's talking to this guy, one of the guys in the office, and they bring up, oh, Bateman, he's a pure loser. Yeah. Because he doesn't realise he is actually talking to Bateman, who mm-hmm. is Christian Bale's character. Yeah. So that, as soon as everyone brings it up, or it gets mentioned, or it gets brought up in conversation, he obviously is like, you don't fucking know who I am. I'm just going to go and kill somebody. Because he didn't like the fact that it wasn't, he didn't fit in, nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew his name, and he wanted people to know who he was, and know... Ah, uh, do you think so? Aye. It was definitely... Do you think that's why he was getting so 
envious about all the other business cards and well, stuff. Well, this was my thing. What was the trigger with the business cards? Was it just a case that he didn't like somebody having it a bit better than him? I, I think it was to do, like, I, I don't know, jealousy of the fonts. Yeah, it was like, it just seems to be like, all of a sudden you're triggering him and he was like heavy raging about it. So I feel like if he was... And I was like, mate, just go to like Vista Print. Uh, if he did something, then he didn't want other people to like, one-upmanship. Aye. Aye, because I think he came in and was like, huh, I've got a new business uh-huh. card. And they were like, huh, so do I. And he was like, oh, so do I. Huh, guess what? Hashtag me too. But it was strange how like, it was the smallest things that did trigger him. Uh-huh. Um, but again, see with how he was acting in the boardroom, when obviously they were all bringing out the business cards, and they were like, check my font, not check my font. Yeah. And he was like, you can see him like starting to sweat, and he was like, smoking his syndrome in fact. Oh, oh, it's it hundred percent is. It's just that kind of like oh, check you. Men um, in suits with small willies. I'm um, Barry Big Boss, and you're like, no, pal, you know. Aye. Aye. Um, but I think I would have clicked on that he was a bit of a weirdo. I think like at certain points, and I get each their own. Everyone's different. People are cookie in their own sense. I yeah. get that. I am myself, as you are you. But I think I would have been more like, hold on a second. He is absolutely bullet. I know, but this is what makes me think that what he's, t- he's telling you the story, essentially. Uh-huh. I think what he's telling you as the viewer isn't actually what happened. what's happening it's to what an extent. It's anyway. what's happening in his head. Aye. Uh-huh. Aye. To an extent, and that's why it gets so confusing towards the end. Yeah. So, without jumping too far ahead, Denise, what I want to know is, see the whole thing with, like, Patrick Bateman and Christian Grey? What is it? That type of, I don't know, controlling man that makes women's weak at the knees, basically. <laughs> like, what is it with the whole... I don't know. Cause it's men in suits and... A wee bit of power, a wee bit of money, tell what to do basically. I I think it is. It's just that. It's just they like they like the money side of things, so they're quite happy just to kind of go along with being told what to do. Put it this way, right? Now when the baby. Well, put it this way. So he he hired that escort. Is it Christy? Yeah. And then uh huh. And then he had the other escort, the sort of gingerish one. Yeah. And. The two of them are making out on the couch, mm-hmm. and he's sitting in the coffee table, talking about Phil Collins. Right. Wee scenario for you, Katrina. Oh, no. I've just pulled you, right? All right, okay. I've pulled you. We get back to my house. Okay. Which... How romantic. Doesn't matter that your my house is also your house, but uh-huh. we get back to my place. Grab your coat you've pulled. Aye. Right. We start to get a wee bit frisky or whatever mm-hmm. and then I start telling you about Phil Collins. <laughs> not gonna lie, I'd probably just break him and listen to Tarzan. Surely at that point you put more clothes on. Oh no, I, I think I'd be like, yeah I'm just gonna leave you in Phil Collins. I feel like See you later. I couldn't make a conversation about Phil Collins a turn on, whereas we have, whether or not the two girls were or two women were listening at all, Probably. I don't know, but I don't get that type of Wall Street person or whoever that it's it's, it's, the, it's got some sort of magnetic sex appeal. It's just the, the flashiness. 
it's the the ego, the confidence. I think that that a lot of people kind of get sucked in by, but then underneath we don't actually have anything to back it up because they spend so much time being overconfident because their ego is so big because they're in all these big high class meetings all day, yeah. batting off each other, shouting over each other, one up each other. But they're just that's all they do constantly, day in, day out, day in, day out. They see when they go out and they meet somebody, they're like, ah, you're just going to come back to mine, right? Because they're so used to in the office. Get what they want. Uh-huh. But mm. when they I'm sorry, see if you come up and done that, I'd, I'd slap you. I would actually slap you. If you, like, if Try you to talk sexy Phil Collins chat to you, slap me. Probably I. <laughs> <laughs> What right fine. What music artist do you want me to talk <laughs> about? That's fine. We go on Diana Ross. Oh I you've read the Supremes. <laughs> I'll talk <laughs> <laughs> So um, would you prefer then Christian Grey over Patrick Bateman? Will if I? Two of them, well, bear in mind, right, bear in mind. I'm gonna die at the end of No, right, okay, but you don't know anything about them right now. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. You're in the pub, you're drinking your wee martini or whatever, you've got out You've got an LBD on, a little black dress. Oh, right, okay. Right? You've got your high heels and all so that shit. So good up in this fashion terminology. <laughs> right, you've got all that set up. Yeah. Christian Grey walks in, Patrick Bateman walks in, both of them try and offer you to buy you a drink. Not knowing that one of them's a serial killer and the other one's a pure Delicious. nymphomaniac or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. What's, what's, um, Pulling out your heartstrings. Um, I probably need to be. I probably need to be Christian Grey. Really? Aye. Uh, more your style. Aye, uh, aye. Uh, well, again, just looks wise. Aye. Uh, yeah. Aye. Uh, plus, is he not like the Irish accent as well? Aye, uh, Christian Grey's Welsh. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a Welsh. He's like Welsh, but not really Welsh. <laughs> I mean, it's like how what's the one Rod Stewart is he really Scottish? What's just English? I mean, have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, you see him uh, with the guy Paul Allen. Ah, uh-huh. who's like his competition. Uh-huh. Who's like his main? What you get from his main competition? He's got this big job. Yeah, he always seems to be sort of one step ahead uh-huh. of him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, I've got this apartment. Yeah. Although my apartment is actually on a uh, better side of the park. Uh huh. Alright, okay, well, I've got this new, I've got this new uh, assignment at, at work. Oh, well, I've got two new assignments and they're better. And, oh, I get into that restaurant that you tried to get into the other day and literally just walked in. Mm-hmm. So, you can see him getting a bit antsy and being a bit like, I just don't like you at all. Yeah. So, they agree to go meet for dinner. Uh-huh. Couple of drinks. And then he's like, going back to mine. Few more drinks, the guy's absolutely bloated. You see him sitting on his couch, but there's like newspaper, like oh, taped blue, uh-huh. around the floor and stuff like that. And you're a bit like, alarm bells are going, sure. You're a bit like, it feels a bit weird. Um, and then also, you see all the furniture was covered as well with sheets. Aye, and then you see Jeff Little being like, Does he get a dog or something? Like, because uh-huh. eventually he kind of clicks on again, being a new born intoxicated. He was like, Oh, if you get, you get a dog, or like, what's, what's going on? And then you, you just see him come out with an axe and just, well actually before that you see him 
with his new raincoat, raincoat on. And he turns up the music and he's in a wee jig. I absolutely like. Tell me, it's Jim Carrey. No, but like, he just was a completely different character. Did you yeah. not find that really quite like, oh, because he went from this being like pan face, straight talking, clean. Do you think that was his happy place though? That's what I'm thinking. So, I'm then like, and then as soon as he was, he was just like completely different person, he was like completely loopy as fuck. Maybe it was his release. I think like, it might have been. You know how you see these demolition rooms? Yeah. After you've had a really stressful day on Wall Street, mm-hmm. you go into one of these demolition rooms mm-hmm. and you just smash everything inside. Yeah. Maybe that was his demolition room. I mean, killing yeah. someone <laughs> in his apartment. Yeah. Um. I but he's just like that for me was one of the bits that I'm just like, he's absolutely nuts because he completely changed. Oh, he's a nutshell. He completely changed his his character. Although he killed right, he kills Paul Allen. I see. Gets him an axe. Right, and then. He goes to Paul Allen's apartment and like cleans it out, yeah. packs a suitcase and leaves a message on the answer machine to say he's going to London, I think it was. Mm. Was there no fingerprints back in those days? Um, apparently not. But then he asked the police officer, he was like, oh, there's no fingerprints there, he's like, no, touched, I don't know. He touched things. I know. I can't remember if he had gloves on or not. I don't think he did. Mm. He was in the apartment, forensic. Yeah, yeah. Podiatry. <laughs> there would have been residue off of his shoes, probably. Oh, there would have been fingerprints. An imprint. Uh huh. This is how you catch your killers. By the feet. Uh huh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. One of my things, though, from like throughout the film was see for him being so. Um, kind of clean and like wants something. I think this is probably the same point as what I'm going to say. As it is, he's very messy with how he kills people. All right, no, it's not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, like you think so. The dacks are clearly blood everywhere. Uh, Although yes, he's put the sheets. But then all he gets that. all over his face uh-huh. as well, and that's just weird, man. You just don't want that. No. But yeah, and then obviously like, there's other ones as well, like the chainsaw and yeah. things like that. That the very messy dramatic mur- uh-huh. the um, messy way of killing yeah to then be like all of a sudden there's nothing. you never just see him like i strangle. don't know strangle or slit throat or something like that it's always these big dramatic yeah murder scenes yep not very good at all no. my I, what i thought you were going to see is from being so clean and um everything being absolutely spot on mm-hmm. he sweats an awful lot yeah like he looked like his face was that sort of waxy, melty type yeah, yeah. appearance. Um, I don't know, a wee bit of antiperspirant. A wee bit of talcum powder or something. Just something, aye. Because, I mean, he's dressed really nicely. You want him to look quite sophisticated. Yeah, but then that could just be doing like stress. Ringing, man. That could just be doing like stress. Probably. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, it was all about him. Um, so obviously, you mentioned that we had like Chrissy, one of the Christine, the yeah, and um, obviously the first time they were round, he ends. I think he ends up like beating him up. Yeah. And then he goes back round, and she's like, "No, I'm not going again." And he's like, "No, it won't be like last time. It'll be fine. It won't be like last time at all." Um. So eventually, lures him back, but it looks as if in Paul Allen's. 
Which I'm like, I don't understand, but anyway, each to their own. He's obviously like, just likes to high, so he's like, the police are investigating me for, or not investigating, but asking questions uh-huh. obviously around Paul Allen's disappearance. So he's like, trying to play too close to it. So I think that's why he went to Paul Allen's. Do you not tell her to call him Paul Allen? Uh huh. He's like, I'm Paul Allen, this, I'm at Paul, you're at Paul Allen's place, that's the thing. Um, and then obviously, shit hits the van and he kills one of the girls, and then obviously the Christie well, was like, uh, he's, he's doing the duck, he's doing the deed to be both yeah. of them at the one time in the bed. Yep. And the Christie, she's trying to. She sneaks out the bed, she's trying to escape. Yep. But as she's trying to escape, she realises that he's actually like killing her under the sheets. Because uh-huh. she sees the blood and all that stuff. So she's running away, she's trying to escape, and yep. she sees all, all the dead bodies and Either all covered. the victims and yep. stuff like that. But see, considering the full film, mm-hmm. Patrick Bateman was so meticulous, he was so methodical about everything, like yep. you said, so clean. Yep. Didn't leave any planned of him too. See for someone being like that, he all of a sudden just loses his shit. Yeah. He just he was chasing around the, the apartment building naked yeah. with a chainsaw. And trainers on. And trainers on. <laughs> Which begs the question, was he yeah, doing what he was he doing was. with his trainers on? Aye, uh, he was. Did you not see him? No. Um no. Aye. Um Yeah, so some air jobs. Aye, but the yeah, but I think that was like, so again, when he was narrating it, you could have picked up, he was like, he said something along the lines of, my hunger for it was grown yeah. more, and I couldn't control it. So I think he has just, like you say, he's just got to the point where he's just like, yeah. he's gone out probably every single night and done it. Um, But yeah, and then obviously, like as you say, he's chasing... Around the oh, she starts running down the stairs and banging on the doors and stuff. Like Aye, that. and he's coming out with the big chains on there. I'm sorry, but if any of the neighbours, well, I mean, right, okay, say what you're going to say. So, obviously, it was like three or four in the morning or whatever it was, right? Aye, it was late. People tapping the doors, somebody would have been like, What the fuck is going on out there, right? And then also, you see her kind of running down the stairs and uh-huh. at the top. And he's like, with the chainsaw, like, following her and all this uh-huh. stuff, right? And then he waits till she's near the bottom and he just drops, drops it. it. I think I could have dodged that. Well, two points, right? You obviously were thinking along the lines about the neighbours hear him. Aye. I wouldn't right? answer the door, though. That's the thing. <laughs> if you hear somebody running down the hallway with a chainsaw, you're not going to open the door. Mm-mm. You're going to hope that your door holds. I was going to say, to be fair, if you just chainsaw their way through it. just chop through the door. Right, fair enough. But you're going to hope that that doesn't happen. Secondly, I don't think you can make that shot. Not you, but I don't think anyone could make that shot by no. dropping a chainsaw and like killing somebody. Just killing someone with it. I think either the weight of it would at least knock you out, but then obviously the distance. I, I don't think it would hit. Exactly. I think I could have dodged that. Plus, if I got to the bottom and looked up and seen them being like, Aye, uh-huh. I'd have stopped or like moved around the edge. Well, exactly. There's a million ways she could have survived that uh-huh. bit there. Because he wasn't chasing her at that point. No, no. He gave up by that point. There's no way he could have caught up. No. With her. He's hardly going to walk, run down the street. No. And just these trainers and their clothes. No. With a chainsaw. There's a million ways she could have survived that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, wonder what kind of made them like that in the first place. Do you know how like, we've watched quite a few, obviously, like, serial killer documentaries and stuff like that? And it's obviously, like, their upbringing mm-hmm. and maybe, like, a traumatic childhood or something that's happened in their past which has then kind of set the wheels in motion for them to then essentially become a serial killer. But we never knew. I don't know why. No. You know what? What triggered them? Triggered them? I, I don't know. Cool. I would just, well, this begs the question if you're born bad or, or if, if it's you're. made. Aye. Yeah. Was it nature nurture? Mm-hmm. Personally, I think all of these people are born bad. I think if you're just. If you're an evil bastard, you're an evil bastard. But I think in some cases. It can be helped. If you're, say, if you're toxic you're in a toxic household growing up and you see a lot of horrible things in your own family home, mm-hmm. then I could understand why that can then transpire and into what you do in life. Well, to, be, to you, that's normal. Yeah. But I genuinely think that you could have the best parents in the world, you could have the best upbringing in the world, you could be surrounded with love and friends and mm. family, but if you're a bad apple, you're a bad apple. You're a bad apple. And there's always one bad apple in the bunch pubs. No, there's no bad apples in my bunch. <laughs> I've seen your bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, kind of going towards the end, when he's like completely just at this point, he's... Well, can like, I ask something before we talk about yeah, the ending? Go. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the ending ending, but I'm going to talk about the bit before the ending. Well, I think that's what I'm hopefully going to... That would be my next point. Okay. So what I wanted to ask was, See when he kept saying that he has to return some videotapes? Yeah, okay. What was that all about? Because I know he was filming like sex uh, scenes, right? And he had porn tapes. Uh huh. So was he trying to return them? Was he was it because he was filming the girls? Was it because he was filming the murders? I think it was it was his code for I need to kill someone. Ah. I think when he because it was always when he got a bit agitated, so he's like, I wasn't need... just worried about late fees from blockbusters. I mean, they'll get you, they'll get you. Not anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, they won't anymore. <laughs> it was like, we think like video drive or something. It wasn't blockbusters. Uh, we like drive then. I mean, a blockbuster that's on our street. No, no, we were like drive. Oh, that's video drive, cheap. Something like that. Excuse me, it was cracking. Oh, you used to go down, you know, you five pound, and they like. Hi. That sounds like one of those places that just used to wait till the film to come on the telly and then hit the record button with a blank videotape. Ah, oh, was it? That sounds like it. Talk about blockbusters. Um, we, so suppo- we, we, we support small businesses. Is that business still in business? Is blockbuster? Exactly. Can shut your face. <laughs> um, so obviously, as I say, you see him kind of... So do we not know what the, the whole murder tape thing was? That's what I'm saying, I think. Oh, is this what you're going to explain? Yeah, because he's... Most of the time when he's saying, I need to return a videotape. He didn't want to kill someone, is that what you think? Uh-huh. And it was always when he was like most agitated as well. Okay. So it was always like when he was in with Reese Witherspoon in the restaurant. So by the way, Reese Witherspoon, no matter what role she plays. Fantastic. Is amazing. Aye. Like she's just, like, that's what I'm saying, I said at the start, you can go no wrong with Reese Witherspoon. It doesn't matter like from a very, very early Aye, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like all the, the way through the, the uh-huh. and also we've watched a lot of times like um I'm gonna do this completely wrong yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to <laughs> no, 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 no. titles. Little fires everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Big Little Lies. About, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I always used to say Big Little Fires. Ah, uh, you used to get the two of them mixed up. But she's a tremendous actress. But, like, honestly, phenomenal. Like, if you haven't watched, I know it's more films than that's TV, but if you haven't watched them, please go and watch them because they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can go no wrong with the Silverstones. Uh, sorry, I knew. Um, yeah, so I think that's like a code because he's getting really agitated, so he's like, I need to get out of here. So mm-hmm. it's like, I need to return to the videotapes. So I think that might be like his wee code for getting out of places and then also potentially then going and, and killing people. Um, obviously, when we get to pretty much near the end, he has completely just lost it. So you see him take money out of the cash machine uh-huh. and there's a wee kitten. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're right, pal, what's happening? And then he's, you see the cat machine that's like, give me the cat. Give me the cat. And he starts trying to shove it in, uh-huh. and then he gets his gun out. Uh-huh. And then the wee old woman's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he just turns around and goes, Which, again, wee old woman, mm-hmm. I would probably have just walked on by. I mean, two seconds ago, you just said, when, oh, have you seen a woman slouched over at a restaurant? Aye, that is different. How is it different? Because there's because people around you. People are about you. He's not got a gun out. Yeah, that's true. And it could have been an accidental overdose or something like that. Yeah. Whereas, they're at the bank, the real woman goes up and questions a man with a gun. Yeah. Alright? Mm-hmm. That's a bit dodgy. That's a bit daft. Ah, yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Um, but she didn't stick it down. Aye. So he also shoots shoots her, but the police pull up, so uh-huh. he's nuts. So he starts running, and then he shoots a couple of police cars, which blow up. Very dramatic. Yeah. And that's where it all lost all seriousness for me. Yeah, it was like it was like he just went, and he just went. I mean, he had a hand, a handgun. He's like aye, a pistol. Aye, and it just all of a sudden, like soon, just went kaput. Uh huh. But like, he looked really quite surprised at that as well. He looked quite. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, aye, how did that happen? Aye. And then obviously he could run back to like his office. Uh huh. And the security guards like, oh, mine didn't sign in. He just went dead. Yeah. And then the wee janitor guy comes out and he's just like, dead. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's totally deranged. Uh, and then he's like, ran, I think he went into the wrong office, if he ran into yeah. the, the office next to it. He ran into the office, which was the office in Suits, the TV show. Oh, I know, you kept saying this. I know. you like, I love the show. I love Suits. Mm-hmm, it's like it. one of my favourite TV shows. Have we been there? We have been in the, office, the Suits building. We have. Um, because you made me go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously you, by this point you're like aware there's like police outside, sirens going, he runs up into his office and you yeah. see the helicopter like hovering, uh-huh. hovering over and then he's on the phone to like his, his, lawyer. his lawyer being like, oh, by the way mate, this is everything I've done. Whoa, guess what I've done. Uh-huh. Um, and just, he's but like, you I'm, left a message, you never actually spoke to no, your lawyer. No. It was like, you left a voicemail. Uh-huh. And then, My question to you for that point is, if you're the lawyer, would you return the call? I think it like sorry what what was there? Oh, it doesn't work. Aye. Aye. Either that or be saying, hmm, it's actually three times as much money as what you owe me now. Aye. Put my prices up to deal with it. Aye, you need. Oh, jeez, no. There's a lot of baggage. It's a lot going on. I mean, you know what in that anyway, that's nah. for sure. Um, aye. So, obviously, the police are open, and then he kind of goes, "Thanks, pal." And it hangs up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden, the next day... He's back in the apartment. He's back in so, Paul Allen's apartment, just be loving life. How is this possible? Like, and he's got like, a full manhunt. It's all been freshly painted. Uh-huh. Well, right in that, but he's got a full manhunt out for him. Uh-huh. 
like the helicopter's got the big light oh, shining, the shining into the office that oh. they know he's there, they can see him. Yeah, yeah. Helicopters get to his office, uh, get to his apartment. Not even his apartment. Well, wherever. But he goes in, obviously, it looks as if like, it's been sold or something. Uh huh. Um, and he looks in the cupboard where obviously the dead bodies were, and he was like, and the wee estate woman came up and was like, Yeah, uh, there's nobody there. There's no, you know. That's when I got really, really confused. Uh, at that point, I'm like, like properly. And he's like, oh, Paul Allen, is it the team? And she's like, we don't need you here. Yeah. Don't, don't start, please, like, just leave kind of thing. So, don't know what's going on there. Um, and then, obviously, he goes to, like, the wee bar and meets his pals. Mm. And he sees his, he lawyer, sees his lawyer. And he was like, going to have this conversation with him. So he went up. And his lawyer's like, oh, you all right? It's happening. You know, all good. And he was like, did you not get my voice going? But his lawyer didn't realise it was Patrick Bateman either. Aye. Is it that was me? I so at this point, what's going through in my head, right? It's just at this point. At this is, point, I was like, what even? Well, that's what's going to say. At this point, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Uh-huh. Who is he? What's he done? Uh-huh. What's he, What's real? What's not real? I didn't understand it for like the last fifteen minutes of the film. I just didn't have a clue what, what was, was going, going on. on. Aye. And I still don't. But I've got a few theories. Yeah, um, I think as well he just wanted people to know who he was, that that's why in the end he just confessed everything, because mm-hmm. it was just like, even after that people still didn't know who he was, so he went up to his lawyer and he's like, I've killed this person, I've killed yeah. that person, I've done this, I've done that, because he was like, I want people to know my name, I want people to know who I am, Ooh. and then obviously the, the lawyer turns around and goes, mate I had one for Paul Allen like last week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he was like, what? And by that point, I was just like, I'm done. I, I, I thought I got it. Didn't get it. Well, right. So now I think it's all in his head. I didn't have a clue what was going on. No. And it, it took me, like, today to sit down, think about it, yep. regather my thoughts, okay. to come up with two theories. Right, let's see that many. First theory was, right, theory number one. Paul Allen doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Okay. He had a lawyer for Paul Allen. It's all in his mind that everything is connected to Paul Allen and Patrick Bateman's mind, but he didn't actually exist. Okay. Which is why the apartment was like that and why nobody really He kept knew. going in and out but so frequently. Like... So that was my, one of my theories. Okay. The second theory was Patrick Bateman was a lunatic. He was a serial killer. He did kill the real woman and he killed the the doorman and the Johnny and the woman, the escorts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he didn't kill Paul Allen. But in his mind, he thought he had, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that then kicked him right over the edge. That was what drove him to be completely demented mm-hmm. and then end up killing everyone else. Okay. See, I had it the other way about, that the only one who did actually kill was Paul Allen and then after that he just was imagining. What's your thoughts behind that then? Because I'm not going to lie Bubs, see my second theory there, mm-hmm. I googled it and that was the first one that came up. Oh, see. <laughs> so you actually thought it yourself? <laughs> well I thought that um, Paul Allen was just a figment of his imagination, no. that was my theory and I, I literally th- have no idea. I think to be, I think I'm not going to lie to you, right? My, my number one theory is all of it. 
Everywhere but of it is all in his head. See all the violence that's all in his head. He doesn't uh, hear about the start. If you listen to his wee, when he's talking to me and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he's like, I feel pain, you know, within my own skin. I want to inflict pain on others. Uh-huh. So it could be that he's sitting in a board meeting and he's like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be here. I hate this person. So he then like just goes home and imagines the messiest way, the most violent way to kill them. Because if you think about it, right? Now, as we've said at the start of the podcast, when he killed Paul Allen, mm-hmm. it was a very messy. Done it with an axe. Yeah. Would have been blood everywhere, blood all over his face. Uh-huh. Now, you didn't then see him clearing up. Obviously, apart from take, he took the body, took the body away, but in his apartment. Yeah. Right. Now, when the when he killed when, again, he killed a uh, Chrissy with the chainsaw. Right. I'm sorry. Somebody somewhere would have seen something. Well, or said yeah, something, right? exactly. Regardless of not wanting to open the door, but they would have uh-huh. been like, "What the fuck's going on?" You would also have had, like, all the blood. At the bottom of the stairwell. Mm-hmm. What happened with that? That just magically wasn't there anymore. I don't know, man. So I generally think what's happened is he's imagined killing Paul Allen. But Paul Allen actually has gone away to London. Mm-hmm. He's broken into his apartment thinking he killed him because it all needs to cover my tracks. Yeah. Paul Allen's then got a job over in London, which is why he's had to then sell his apartment and why it was lying empty for but so long. But why did the wee woman say there's nobody there that... Um, she, she didn't know when Paul Allen, the wee estate agent woman? That one I don't know. <laughs> it's a pure mind. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it like, I, 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 it, could so be, it could genuinely be like 18 different reasons. I don't, never, I don't actually know. I don't know. Is it, it's a thinker. Uh, see, this is the thing, right? It I enjoyed... Probably about 90% of the film, but the last 10% of it, those last 10-15 minutes, I don't have... It was just too much chaos. I I don't have any solid theory Mm -hmm. for it that makes 100% success. Yeah. Eh, 100% um, sense. Sense, sorry. I I can't think of that word. No. Um, And I think that's why I didn't enjoy the last ending, Mm -hmm. the last bit of it. It was just one of those ones that I was a bit like... And then I was trying to make sense of it. Okay. And then I couldn't. And then even when I've come up with different theories, like there's been something that, like you say, so my theory would have been you're like, I don't know what the wee woman. Uh-huh. There's always something that pulls you back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or then you'd be like, oh, but he did actually kill the yeah. woman. And he'd be like, but how come Paul Allen was still alive and had lunch like two days I know, after exactly. he was supposed to get killed? So there's like wee things that you're just like, what is even like, I'm a brain just went to mush you, but after listening, what did I like you? Do you have any points on it? Any other points? That is me. Do you want some trivia? Always. I'm going to give you one question. Oh. What do you think the biggest cost of the film was in production? I'm going to probably say either like fake blood or like 
Clooney receivers, like white paint or something <laughs> no, like that. No, no, that would have been more interesting, mind you. I feel like you've just bust my bubble. Um, the single biggest cost on the film was purchasing the rights to the various songs used to like. Oh. So obviously they had to use like Terry yeah, yeah. Lewis and yeah. Phil Collins and all that. They had to purchase the rights to it. Which I find quite interesting. Yeah. During production. Yes. Christian Bale followed the Mormon routine that his character, Patrick Bateman, describes at the beginning of the film. Really? So Christian Bale had time to do it. Aye, but Christian Bale didn't have to go and do another, like... Aye, a 95 job. Aye, exactly. <laughs> he had time. Um, in the DVD commentary... I think you got before the thought. <laughs> in the DVD commentary, it was described that during the first shower scene, yep. where he, he's, he's talking about his Mormon routine, he right. bums out and all that. Right. Um, all of the women on set gathered around to watch Christian Bale watching himself, washing himself. Okay. That's very fair record. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one. There was another one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there was two. Um, although Patrick Bateman is extremely wealthy, we never actually see him do any work. No, you don't. Because anytime he was in his office, he's just sitting listening to. You don't really see any of them do any work. No, you don't. Which. Thanks. Because everyone would do that, actually. Um, the whoosh sounds during the famous business card scene. So when they were doing the business cards. Uh-huh, no. um, it was the slowing down of a sword being drawn. Mm. That's how they did that noise. Mm, okay. I could have come with some. And because it's after the watershed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, to block the three-way sex scene with the two prostitutes, yep. the director, Mary Harron and Christian Bale, watched X-rated videos. In her commentary, Harron says Bale made stick-figure drawings of the positions he thought would work best. There you go. Is there going to be a bit of research? Aye. Cool. And that's me. What are you giving it out of five? Um, I'd probably do four. It's very generous. <laughs> four point one. Just a four. Just a four? Just a four. I was a three and a half. Wow. Jeez, only pressure for next week, eh? Aye, what are you picking? So, what I'm going to pick is... Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Mean Girls. Okay. 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 I just think, like... Yeah, we've, we've done not too bad with having, like, kind of, although we just watched American Cycle, but we've had, like, kind of light-hearted-ish films. So, also the Lion King, and then ones that we've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, the two of us, well, I've watched Mean Girls a really high many times. Um, and you've, you've watched it. I've seen it. I've seen uh, it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm a bit rid of them. I don't like about it. That's fine. So, obviously, I've to watch it this week. And if you don't like it, then I'll just follow you again. I do like it. I remember liking it, uh-huh. albeit. Can't remember much of it. I'll probably find fault. Yeah, well, it's you, so of course you'll, because you'll be that money one. Me, the money? Never. Always. Never. Always. Anyway, that's. Aye. Wrapping up. Yep. Cool. Um, so, for, as Guy, if you do want to get in contact with us, just start, <laughs> you want to start that about again? Oh my god, why you propose that? I've done far too much today, it's too late. If you want to get in contact with us, we're on Twitter at film underscore shady. As for us for next, this week, why is 
schedule watches, call it quotes. I don't know. Excuse me, man. Excuse me. Catches. Okay.